Welcome to the Igniting Hope Podcast, where you will experience catalytic encouragement and practical tools to renew your mind with truth instead of lies, so you can experience transformation in your emotions, circumstances, and influence. Let's break off self-limiting beliefs together like never before. The title of this message is, Is There Really a Difference? I believe this message is going to give you hope. We're here to ignite hope in your life, and we love to do it with truth. We believe that increasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with truth and not lies. Decreasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with lies and not truth. But there's just some other things, and obviously what I'm going to share today is part of mind renewal, but it's really just good information. I'm going to talk about, is there really a difference between us and our favorite Bible characters? Is there really a a difference between us and famous speakers, worship leaders, etc.? And I believe that the enemy, one of his strategies and goals is to get us to believe that we are different, that those people were at, were and are at a completely different level than us. Their encounters were different than encounters that we have. And there's only a select few who can walk in what they walked in. I just want to laugh at that. <laughs> in my book, Victorious Mindsets, I put in there a list and I talk about who God can use, and I say, you know, who God used in the Bible, it really encourages me, because if I was God, I wouldn't have used half the people that he used. They had too many issues, (laughs) and and so uh, I I wrote, uh, the next time you feel like God can't use you, just remember Abraham was too old, Isaac was a daydreamer, Jacob was a liar, Joseph was abused, Moses had a stuttering problem, Gideon was afraid, Rahab was a prostitute, Jeremiah and Timothy were too young, David had an affair and was a murderer, Elijah was suicidal, Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Job went bankrupt. Peter denied Christ three times. The disciples fell asleep while praying. Martha worried about everything. The Samaritan woman was divorced five times and living with somebody. Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was too religious. Timothy had an ulcer. And Lazarus was dead. (laughs) And deadness is the ultimate issue. Uh, What'd you come out of, sir? Well, I came out of being dead. Well, I guess if you can come out of being dead, I can come out of this thing I'm battling. But that just really encourages me. It doesn't, I'm not looking for an excuse to do something wrong. But I'm also looking for ways to believe I'm significant 
and, and, and to believe that God can use me powerfully. And so this, this lie is, I think about James 5, this lie of, okay, they're different, I'm different than them. James 5, it says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it goes on in, in, in chapter 5 to talk about that and the power of his prayers, but they said he had a nature like ours. And I, I would even argue we have a superior nature. It's interesting in, in Matthew 11 where Jesus is talking about John the Baptist, the greatest, I mean, the greatness of John the Baptist. And he says in verse 11 of Matthew 11, by the way, the Lord's going to speak to you through chapter 11, verse 11, scripture verses uh, in this season. But he says, assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. And so what Jesus is saying in the Old Covenant, there's nobody greater than John the Baptist because he ended the Old Covenant. And But listen to what he says. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Now we're in the kingdom of heaven. When we get born again, we become engrafted and adopted into his kingdom. So I would say, even though Elijah was a man with like passions, we're, as born again, new creations were superior. Well, let me just ask you this. And I was thinking about this the other day. And were their encounters superior than ours? It's interesting how they, how the Bible talks about them, and then we uh, develop our own, you know, mindset of what it looked like. You know, we think about the burning bush and the bush didn't burn, and uh, that Moses experienced in Exodus, and think, wow, that's that's something that none of us have ever had. Well, we don't know exactly what happened. We don't know if it was a vision you know, or if it was, I mean, the bush was burning. Listen, the point I'm trying to make is that their experiences, we are no different than them. And I believe we elevate their experiences and we uh, lessen our experiences to our detriment. I think about Abraham, you know, when he heard that he was going to be a father of, of many nations. Did, how did he hear that? I was thinking, you know, just about some family situations, relational situations, and uh, I had some real strong confirmation from different people who didn't know me, who, who just prophesied into my life and said, Steve, God's got this. He's got this. And so I got a word. He's got this. Did Abraham hear at a higher level or, or in a different way? Or did Abraham just conclude like I did that he's, God's got it? 
And then it says in, in Romans 4.20, Abraham was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. He strengthened that belief that he was a father of many nations. And and I'm strengthening that belief right now that he's got this. And, you know, I, I, I believe we've heard things. I believe that in many of you have got what we call rhema words, which is a, 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 a word that is just clear that the Lord has spoken to you specifically on something, a promise or direction. And, but I believe that we hear at a high level. And I just want to take this podcast and start just, just breaking down the wall of separation, breaking down the wall that we're different. And, and I believe even as our stories are told, if they wrote about us and somebody read about us a hundred years from now, and well, the, the Lord said, the Lord spoke, the Lord led, the people a hundred years from now would say, oh, they're at a different level than us. They're, uh, they're superior than, than and we are. And because the, the challenge is, is that we, we've got our current situations. We've got our current frustrations. We have our current unresolved things. We, and, and then we allow those things to disqualify us and to devalue who we are and the promises that we get and the encounters that we have. When the angel spoke to Gideon in, in Judges 6, what did that look like? What did that look like? Did, did he hear a voice? Was it an impression? Um, I don't know. But I believe that, again, in my thinking, wow, that's just special to Gideon. I've never had anything like that. It just I break that off. And I also just want to say that just the lie that those sitting and listening are inferior to those speaking. That's a lie. And the enemy just uses all kinds of lies to bombard us with, okay, you're, you're less than them. You, you go through issues. They don't go through those issues. Listen, you look at some of the people in the Bible. I mean, Abraham's family, uh, Isaac and Je they were dysfunctional. They were lying. They were, um, th there was just, uh, Ishmael was created trying to, I mean, sleeping with, uh, Sarah's handmaiden to try. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is soap opera stuff. And yet God used them. God used them. Wow. You know, it's somehow these people got over their dysfunction. And again, I'm not giving excuse for sin. I'm not giving an excuse for just being just loose and doing whatever we want. But, but what I'm saying is there's got to come a point where we begin to attach faith to who we are and what we're doing. I write in my book, Fully Convinced, and 
in the first chapter where I talk about the epidemic of guilt, uh, doubt, insecurity. Uh, And I, I write in there about the never enough lie. The never enough lie. And one of the greatest lies that, that we face is that we're not doing enough. You're not praying enough. You're not courageous enough. You're not evangelistic enough. You're not um, loving enough. You don't, you don't, your family's not good enough. Your history is not good enough. Your physical appearance is not good enough. It's not enough. At some point, We've got to say what Jesus did was enough. This is what makes us superior than the people of the old and attach faith to who we are and what what we're doing. Or if we're just going to constantly live in a state of I'm less than, I should feel shame, unworthy for the rest of my life, so I just show God how much I get it. Listen, that, that is devaluing the work of the cross. I mean, Jesus died he, for, for us to believe that we're enough. And you can pray into this, and you're going to figure out how to apply all this. But, but the message here, is there a difference? <laughs> is there a difference between you and some of your favorite Bible characters, is there really that big of a difference between some of the encounters they had and some of the encounters we have? I say, no, there's not a difference. And so I free you. I free you from mindsets of feeling less than, feeling inferior, and I speak breakthrough to you. Wow, what a... What a joy to be able to share this with you. Hey, before uh, I close, let me just tell you a few things happening here at Igniting Hope. And my wife, Wendy, just released uh, uh, a new devotional uh, book, Changing Your Reality, 50-day devotional. Just on, just on She's got such powerful content on the spirit realm and just supernatural. So good. We are going to be starting in January. She's also going to be doing a five-month Academy of the Unseen Realm, which is for those who want to go deeper into the things of the Holy Spirit, who want to be just, just have increased their personal encounters with the Lord and also be equipped to create encounters for other people to have life-changing experiences with Holy Spirit. That's on IgnitingHopeAcademy.com. And then I wanted to just uh, share again that starting in January, I'm going to be uh, repeating the four-month mentorship on leadership with the eight pillars of leadership, the pillars of inspiring and leading yourself, of transformational beliefs, intentionality, healthy relationships, speaking life, faith-filled decision-making, the culture of gladness and empowerment, building big people. And so that's going to be starting again. It's going to be online two or three hours a week. And then I'm going to, for those who want to build teams, we're going to do an add-on for that 
that I'm going to be doing some specific teaching and equipping of people of how to build and lead teams. And we're going to have some specific things we want to master out of that, how to onboard people on your team, how to choose people, how to have uh, empowering meetings, how to create win-win for team members, uh, healthy communication, uh, how to increase, decrease the likelihood of relational breakdown on your team. This is all going to be a part of it. So if you're looking for something to uh, just go to the next level in your leadership, uh, the four months of leadership mentoring using these eight pillars is going to be it. But if you're looking for to go deeper and how to build and lead teams, we're going to have that as uh, something as well. That's not live just yet on Igniting Hope Academy, but hopefully, maybe by the time you get this, it will be or very, very soon. For Look for that. And then in February 14th, we're doing our 40-day annual negativity fast, positivity feast. Uh, that is coming up. And then starting in April, we're going to be uh, doing again our transformational mind renewal course, the five steps of radical mind renewal, taking one month each on that online. That's, that's our strongest content for those who want to get breakthrough to stop renewing our mind with lies and to renew our mind with truth, get practical ways to do that and increase your hope level, increase your joy level. That's coming up. So be aware of that. Hey, thanks so much for just listening to this podcast or watching it on YouTube. And I just want to remind you, we are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. If something's going to change, somebody has hope. Somebody believes the future will be better than the present. And they have the power to help make it so. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. A merry heart is good like medicine. And, you know, for pretty much everybody listening today. Today's just not a good day. It's not a good season to walk in radical joy. And I know there's seasons where we mourn, there's seasons, but it can't be our lifestyle. And I've never found a convenient season to be radically joyful. <laughs> it's never, there's always a reason why, you know, I'm disappointed in me, disappointed in God. Uh, I'm frustrated with me, frustrated with uh, what people are doing. I'm, things aren't, happening fast enough. There's certain prayers that are not being answered in the way that I want. And too tired, unexpected things happen. And I realized, no, there's never. So I used to say, well, I'll be joyful when. No, he says, you don't, need, you don't need strength at the end of the battle. You need strength in the middle of the battle. I need strength right now. I got a lot going on. You got a lot going on. The joy of the Lord is our strength. A merry heart is good like medicine for our health, for our emotions, for our, the, the environments that we're in. It's good medicine. And we stir up joy. There's many ways I like to talk about, too. One is through thanksgiving. Psalm 100, it says we enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a gateway uh, into joy, into many things, but into joy as well. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. You're going to bring breakthrough. Thank you. You're going to give me wisdom. Thank you that uh, you're ministering in my family. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And then we thank other people. We become grateful to people. And it's a gateway to joy. And then also, the other key that I love to share on is delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 37, verse 4. And in that situation, the delighter is delighting with unfulfilled desires. There's things that he or she wants to see happen that haven't happened yet. It's called desires. But it's the delighting in the Lord with unfulfilled desires that is the key to seeing de desires manifest and fulfilled. The delighter says, woohoo, Lord, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in that situation, in this situation. Can't wait. I don't know how you're going to do it, and I can't wait to see how you're going to do it. The delighting in the Lord is the opposite of the spirit of heaviness, and so many people who walk in faith don't add hope, and because they don't add hope, they unconsciously carry a spirit of heaviness on them while they're waiting for something they're believing to happen. There's, a, there's an unconscious belief system. I can't live until that happens. But faith people with hope are living while they're waiting. And part of the living is delighting. And again, I'm not saying we don't get help for problems. We don't get counseling. We, we don't share struggles with people. We're just pretending everything's fine. But listen, <clears throat> as, as we increase the delighting, as we increase the delighting and, and develop the beliefs that will cause a delighting, a lot of these things are just going to be taken care of. So I bless you with the joy of the Lord. And as we're getting closer to 2024, I'm recording this at the end of November 2023 and really praying into 2024 and what I believe the Lord is saying. And I'm going to be sharing uh, some of that in upcoming podcasts uh, of what I believe is the now word for 2024. Um, Chris Valentin, I was listening to his message here at Bethel Church. He shared that uh, it's 2024 is going to be a year of second chances. Second chances. Peter had a second chance after he denied Jesus. There, there, there's second chances of people whose marriages maybe uh, have been broken. And uh, Second chances of people who tried a business and it didn't work out. Second chances of, uh, of just really trying to overcome an addictive behavior. There's a second chance. There's a second wind. And that's the word that I hear. You know, just like distance runners, they get a second wind. It just kicks in. I'm hearing that 2024 is a year of second spiritual second wind. Hey, before I close, haven't done this maybe for a week or two, asking you if you would pray five seconds for Igniting Hope Ministries. And again, I'm modeling this to show you that five seconds of prayer where we attach faith to it is more powerful than praying a long time without attaching faith. 
And there's so many situations where that come upon us. You know, it's like Nehemiah, he prayed uh, before he talked to the king about the, well, he, he made a quick prayer. And quick prayers are powerful. I'm not saying we don't have longer prayers, but the, but we're in an hour right now with, with what's coming at us that we need to develop the muscle of faith, quick faith-filled prayers. And so we've I've just kind of <laughs> taken advantage of this and asked you to pray for Igniting Hope. You can pray for people who are at our marriage retreat, which was so powerful. You can pray for our team as we're, uh, entering into 2024, some of the things I've mentioned, the courses, mentorship, uh, you can pray for just, yeah, just for Wendy and I, our family, whatever. Just because you always know what to do. So why don't you take five seconds right now and just pray for us. Amen, amen. Now just take a few extra moments and just thank God out loud if you can. Just thank him and name the things that you pray. Thank you that that's happening. Thank you for strength. Thank you for whatever. It's in the thank you. Thank you waters our prayers. It keeps us in faith. And I pray for you, the Igniting Hope listener, part of the Igniting Hope family. And I pray for blessings on you. I pray for the spirit of breakthrough. And I speak into your life breakthrough, revelation, protection, just uh, a, a new season of confidence, just great wisdom for challenges in your life, great faith for, for them as well, fully convinced mindset of what you're to do and not do in this season. And I say, thank you, Lord, that you're doing that. Hey, we love you. Thank you, too, for those of you who have sewn into Igniting Hope. It means so much. We're giving away a lot of resources to people, and, and you help us do that. You also help just uh, us bless our staff and others. And, yeah, thank you so much for those who are feel called to do that. If you don't, that's fine. Bless you as well. And we love you. And look forward to another time to be with you. Thank you so much for listening. You can be a part of our live stream of this Igniting Hope podcast by joining our social media channels on YouTube and Facebook and hitting notifications. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Help us get the message of hope out to more people by liking and sharing this podcast. Also, we have so many more incredible resources for you, including books, events, and courses on our website, ignitinghope.com. And why don't you say this concerning the message in today's podcast? I receive it and I'll never be the same again.